0: Welcome to Day 205 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp, here with David Keefe and also Cindy Kemp. Mm -hmm. And we're continuing our journey through the Gospel of Mark. The way we've arranged our readings is we do a a gospel surrounded by, you know, the epistles that uh, fit with the genre of the gospel. So we did uh, Luke and Acts and Paul's writings. And now we do Mark. And uh, Mark, of course, was a close associate of Peter. And uh, we'll do, you know, Mark with a... Peter's writings as well. I love the Gospel of Mark. Uh, it is simple. It is clean. It emphasizes Jesus' you know, actions, the things that he did, and the conclusions people are drawing. Some of them are very accurate. Some of them are not very accurate. Mm-hmm. He's misunderstood by both uh, the crowds and the disciples. But we continue to see, uh, you know, the Old Testament you know, come through in his heart for the people, his care for the people, Mm -hmm. and in the miracles he does. So we come to, you know, probably what is uh, the low point in the Galilean ministry is Jesus is rejected in his own Mm -hmm. hometown. So before we uh, begin uh, chapter six of Mark's gospel, let's offer ourselves in this moment as always uh, to the Lord. Uh, David, do you mind leading us in prayer?
1: No, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this time where we can come to the Gospel of Mark. Um, We we thank you so much for your word and ask that it would do its work in our lives today. Um, Father, where we need encouragement, encourage us. We need conviction, convict us. Um, Help us to see Christ and to glory at who he is. Um, Father, forgive us for the ways in which we don't see Christ clearly. We ask that you, in your grace, would help us to see him now. and pray this all be for your glory and our joy. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Mark chapter 6, verse 1. And Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked. What's this wisdom that has been given to him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to him, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives, and in his own home. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith." Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village, calling the twelve to him. He began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff. No bread, no bag, no money in your belt. Wear sandals, but not an extra shirt. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. They went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. King Herod heard about this, for Jesus' name had become well known. Some were saying John the Baptist has been raised from the dead, and that is one miraculous powers work within him. Others said he is Elijah, and still others claimed he is a prophet like one of the prophets of long ago. But when Herod heard this, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised from the dead. Finally, the opportune time came. On his birthday, Herod gave a banquet for his high officials and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guest. The king said to the girl, Ask me for anything you want, and I'll give it to you. And he promised her with an oath, Whatever you ask, I'll give you, up to half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask for? The head of John the Baptist, she answered, once a girl hurried into the king with a request, I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was greatly distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guest, he did not want to refuse her. So he immediately sent an executioner with the orders to bring John's head. The man went, beheaded John in prison, and brought back his head on a platter. He presented it to the girl, then she gave it to her mother. On hearing of this, John's disciples came and took his body, and laid it in a tomb. So you have um, two really sad stories, you know, the rejection of mm-hmm. Jesus at his hometown and, of course, the loss of, you know, John the Baptist in such a frivolous way, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that his life, you know, was taken from him as, a, as an honored prophet, but still in the hands of God and in the hands of his sovereignty and in his good time and under under his good plan. And then, of course, you have, you know, in between there, you have a really, you know, kind of a nice note where Jesus has been investing in the disciples. He has given them His authority and sent them mm-hmm. out, you know, to preach the gospel and to uh, uh, to heal and to cast out demons. And so you see the power of the kingdom manifest not only in Jesus, but you see the power of the kingdom manifest in them as well. Mm-hmm. So, what are some of the things that stand out as you guys uh, read through these read through these sections?
1: Well, definitely when we kind of get to the start of chapter 6, when Jesus, you know, goes back to Nazareth, we've kind of been asking that question, and Mark's kind of been revealing that, the answer to that question of kind of who is Jesus, mm-hmm. and so we see him kind of showing up back to his hometown. They seem to be really confused as to who he is, because mm-hmm. like, they see him, you know, teaching, and they, wow, what we're hearing is amazing. Where does he get this wisdom, and but at the same time, like, isn't this just the carpenter? Like, we know his family, we, We've mm-hmm. we've been around him for so long, and... And sadly, you think it'd be the opposite, but they took offense to him and because of their lack of faith, he wasn't able to do anything. And and there's Mm -hmm. kind of a
0: nice little move, you know, in that section of Mark Mm six. You begin with the audience being amazed Mm -hmm. at the person of Jesus Mm -hmm. and then you end with Jesus being amazed that they're lack of faith. Mm-hmm. So they're amazed by his teaching, and he's amazed, you know, the lack of faith. I love that little line, Jesus said to him, prophets not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives in his own home. He could not do any miracles there except <laughs> for a couple <laughs> of miracles. Lay yeah. his hands on a few sick people and heal them. Yeah. Yeah. He was amazed that they're lack, of, you know, they're lack of faith. So that is kind of an interesting thing. He could not do many miracles there. He has... Mm-hmm. Uh, not because he is not all-powerful and not because he is mm-hmm. not sovereign, but because he has limited his response to the faith of those around mm-hmm. him. And uh, he always responds to those who put their you know complete you know, trust in them. And of course, that may be a great application question for us or how mm-hmm. are we in our faith limiting what mm-hmm. he can do in our life because of our lack of trust in him. Mm-hmm.
1: And even that kind of question in verse three, you know, isn't this the carpenter? It's like, well, no. This is the Son of God. This is like the guy who created the heavens and the earth and sustains everything. Like yeah. he's he's so much more than mm-hmm. who they thought he was. And, and, and
0: you do have what you have in the rest of Mark. You have you know kind of this you know mixed review. They're amazed. Mm-hmm. Where did he get these things? What's this wisdom that's been given him? In other words, when he teaches, he teaches in a way that is very fresh, and it's apparent that he knows God in a way that uh, that they have not known him themselves nor have their teachers known him he's not speaking you know in third person you know quoting commentaries he's talking mm-hmm. straight from the heart of the father to the heart of the people bringing the old testament to life but then they look back and say well he has his wisdom he has his teaching he's performing these miracles but wait a minute, he's, mm-hmm. he's just a carpenter's son, there's his sisters over there, mm-hmm. they're not that well behaved, so, you know, <laughs> 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 who, who could he really be, you know, in the sense of that, but you do have this mm-hmm. mixed response to who he is, you know, that they're seeing, you know, some things they should be seeing, but they're not making the right conclusions. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, clearly he was yeah. God in flesh, but it was like the flesh part was just such a, a stumbling block for them, you know, like he was like one of us, you know, and yet that part just made no sense yeah. to them and became a stumbling we're part. looking for something far more impressive yes. you know not mm-hmm. you know not mm-hmm. not one of us but yeah. someone who is you know well you know well beyond us and of mm-hmm. course uh, they could have recognized in him who was well beyond us but they couldn't get past the fact that we've you yeah know, I my Mantle he's the one who put yeah. it there you know mm-hmm. several years ago mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting because that kind of feels like it kind of takes us into King Herod. it almost would seem like he could be open to believe but yet he was you know held back by what others you know would think of him so it was
1: kind of interesting that whole scenario that played out with uh, john the baptist
0: Uh, yeah Herod reckons he recognizes in john the baptist someone who um you know someone he calls up you know righteous and a holy man Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously this this guy is the embodiment of the law he liked to listen to him he didn't Mm -hmm. He didn't get everything that he was yeah, saying, yeah. but he like you know to mm-hmm. he liked to listen to him. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Herod is deeply you know compromised you mm-hmm. know, by the world. He has mm-hmm. you know, his brother's wife, who was you know barely a teenager when she married Philip, and then Herod, uh, you know, uh, kind of whisk her off her feet, and so mm-hmm. she was in an illicit relationship, and that was a big deal too. You know, to John, you're mm-hmm. defiling the land. Mm-hmm. You know, you're doing exactly what, you know, uh, the law has told us we should never do, and defiling, you know, defiling the land, so he's calling her out on that, and of mm-hmm. course, uh, Herodias is not going to hear it, and what a, what a sad, you know, such, how much, how much has, you know, Herod had to drink that he finds yeah. himself in this position in front of all of his guests, yeah. and he has a, you know, teenage girl, you know, entertain them by dancing for them, and it's so, mm-hmm. you know, astounding and probably filled with, you know, passion and lust and, 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 and these kinds of things. And the this crowd is and all these guys are amazed, the leading men of Galilee. And so he makes this big, foolish claim, mm-hmm. you know, for a dance, mm-hmm. for a dance, I will give you up to half of my kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, he, he stood to lose so much, but he lost so much more mm-hmm. than he wanted to lose. He, he, he lost this, the very life of John, mm-hmm. on a platter. And what a, you know, what a undignified way, you know, uh, for such a great man you know, to go out. And of course, mm-hmm. we're not guaranteed in this life that circumstances, you know, will not turn against us. But we are, mm-hmm. you know, guaranteed that our circumstances are in the hands. Mm-hmm of a sovereign God who knows exactly how to execute his plan and exactly how to redeem and rescue his people, even mm-hmm. even through death. But this is a sad end to a, a great man's life. Jesus would say of him, yeah. Yeah. no uh, no man born of woman is as great as John the Baptist, but the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater mm-hmm. than
1: him. Yeah. No, absolutely tragic end. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So sad.
0: And of course, we skipped, you know, right over, you know, to you know, the sending out of the 12, which, which is very significant, one of the most significant things, you know, probably what we see is, you know, he gives them authority over demons and over diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the middle part, where he tells them to go out without any props, take nothing for your journey, and take a staff if you need one, no bread, no bag, no money okay. uh, on your belts, wear sandals, but not even an extra shirt. Uh, In in other words, they they are depending completely on God, but also on the community itself. You know, Mm -hmm. a worker is worthy of the hire, and and their ministry means that they should be received and should be, you know, supported. And even if they're not received and supported, uh, they're to go to the edge of the village and shake the dust out of their their sandals, Mm -hmm. which ironically is what uh, most devout Jews would do after they came out of Samaritan territory. You know, they would turn around. And shake the dust off their sandals yeah. mm-hmm. in a very visible way, so that people could see and they could realize we're better than you. And, and of course, when the disciples do this, he said, "You're not as good as you think you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And You are uh, you're a people that are not righteous by your, you know, your commitment to Torah. You're righteous by your commitment to Messiah, and mm-hmm. you've missed it."
1: And I love as well as disciples are sent out. You know, they're sent out by Jesus, kind of in his name, and they preach the same message. That Jesus preached. That we saw even yeah, at the start of Mark that, right? that John has preached before them, yeah, and that Jesus right?
0: has preached before the them. Kingdom
1: of God is at hand. Repent, repent and believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and they preach Jesus's message,
0: which yeah. means you, you turn from something to something. You you turn from your know, dependence on the law to your dependence on Messiah. You turn from your own waywardness to you know a submissive lifestyle for Him and surrender you know complete surrender to Him. So repent is... Uh, to reject one thing in order to receive another and it's a very important, you know, response to the gospel. And of course, usually, mm-hmm. you know, coupled with the word to believe. To believe is to trust him. And when we trust him, we willingly turn from the things that he asks us to let go of mm-hmm. in order to embrace him and embrace him fully. Mm-hmm. So it is a you know, rich part of rich part of the gospel.
1: Mm-hmm. And even just that reminder as you talked about Paul kinda of verses eight through eleven that like, on the journey of being a sent out disciple our trust is mm-hmm. obviously there's a community of believers around us right. that can help but our trust is also in god to be with us mm-hmm. to provide and to take care of us and so the missional journey is not one where we're dependent on ourselves but dependent right on someone else outside of ourselves and it's a common theme
0: mm-hmm. uh, you know a common theme in mark you know, looking beyond our resources to look into his resources. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's invested them with his resources. He's given them power and authority in order to accomplish the task. Mm-hmm. And of course, the same thing is true you know, for us. He's never called us to a task that he does not empower us to do and enable us uh, to do. So rich uh, rich text. Sad note, maybe the low point of Jesus' life is he loses you know a good friend and he's rejected in his hometown Mm -hmm. Uh, but also it has to be a high point as he sees Mm -hmm. you know the kingdom being carried on by the next generation of leaders Mm -hmm. you know through the disciples Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, father thank you for who you are thank you for your grace Uh, we're saddened you know by the way your hometown rejected you but we know we've rejected you as well Mm -hmm. um We're saddened by the loss of John the Baptist, but we know that there is no ultimate loss for those who are yours, who have been called by your name. Uh, And and we thank you, Father, for uh, your providential care for us, whether in life or death. We are are yours. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the grace you've given us through the gospel. And thank you for the responsibility you've given us and the privilege you've given us to share your gospel with those around us. It's in your holy name we pray.